Meet Max, my incredibly inappropriate hyper dog that I love dearly. He's the type of dog that is pretty anxious, maybe a little hyperactive, barks at everything, even if it's nothing. And basically everybody that comes to our doorstep is an ax murderer, so he must let us know that we are in danger. And he must let us know in the loudest way possible by barking the loudest bark I have ever heard in my life. Now, meet Dusty. Dusty is my wonderful and amazing Siamese cat, and I'm pretty sure that she doesn't care that I think she's amazing. She doesn't care about a lot of things except sleeping, yawning, and food. I'm pretty sure she's the only creature in the house that really understands me. Now there's a point to me introducing you to my amazing, wonderful animals, and that's to point out their personalities are quite different and opposite of each other. And it's interesting how often my animals remind me of the personality traits that I see in some people while I'm in ministry. Are you a Dusty or are you a Max? Over the years, I have learned to follow a very general rule when it comes to beliefs. There's really only one thing I know that we should be extreme about, and that is the essentials of the faith. We need to be on fire for the gospel. We need to stand up for that truth. We need to openly speak about who Jesus is, what he did for you, what he did for me, and not back down from that. But generally, we see people kind of making essentials out of everything. And one of the rules that I have learned is to avoid extremes. Now, I know it's not as black and white as, you know, you're a Dusty or you're a Max, you know, but I like to share that with you because really they do remind me of that. I joke around about it in my house all the time <laughs> about how extreme Max is. Everything is a, a threat to him and he barks very loudly to let you know that it's a threat. And Dusty, on the other hand, when she probably should act when a burglar actually does break in the house, she just probably watches and lets them take whatever they want. So there's a problem of apathy and extremism. It's just an example of what I have seen in ministry over the last few years. And I wanted to put this video together for a while about these problems, these issues. These are my own personal observations that I've had over the years and I could very easily elaborate a lot more on this topic. Basically what I see is when someone leaves a particular belief system, they want to be so far away from their past belief system that they overcorrect and go on the completely opposite side, as far away from that belief as they can get. They almost just go off the rails. And I've become to, I don't know, maybe get to a point where I expect this sometimes, where I watch out for it, where I think, okay, they just left said belief. I hope they don't go way over here to get away from this belief. It's it's a pattern that I'm, I've noticed and I have been seeing. Now, I'm not gonna sit here and claim that I'm innocent in this. I, myself, went through a series of pendulum swings for a while. I remember when I first became a Christian, I, I would say that I got pretty re religious and rigid in, in certain things. I went to an independent Baptist church and uh, girls wore dresses. There were no tattoos allowed and King James only. And I 
was very vocal about people and being worldly in their sin. And basically everything was, was demonic. <laughs> I thought everything was just worldly and I came across as very judgmental um, in a harsh, critical way. And to be honest, I was. What ended up happening, and if you know my story, you know that I, you know, left the Independent Baptist Church and really didn't like the rigidness of it and started being a lot more free in my thinking and in my belief system and my spirituality. And I ended up adopting a lot of uh, new age, new thought beliefs. And I'm still learning about this. I, I just recently this year learned that it has a lot to do with progressive Christianity. I was probably more a progressive Christian, you know, mixed in with my new age than anything. And I didn't realize that until I learned more about it. So over time, I just ended up adopting those new age, new thought beliefs because they seemed to have more answers for me. And I, I got further away from that rigid religious church that I had gone to. So I have experienced some aspects of the pendulum swing. It really wasn't until I got involved in counter cult ministry around 2011 that I started looking into cults and how they have, you know, these, these locks on their, their livelihood, their beliefs, their theology. And I started noticing this extremism. I would think that the issue with this would be obvious, but why is this a problem? There's a lot of reasons why this is a problem. It creates an echo chamber of beliefs, confirmation bias. I actually just made a video uh, recently that I did with a post from my friend Rob Bowman that covers this topic. I will leave a link to that in the description of this video if you want to check it out. But it ends up being very dangerous and we get ourselves in this mindset, in this mind frame that becomes really unhealthy. You look at the person that has opposite beliefs than you do as the enemy, as a threat. This can usually be seen as someone who had a bad experience in church and maybe a really strict religion, a really rigid set of rules that they had to follow. And they had such strong issues with it that they want to be so far away from that that say they end up embracing Eastern mysticism, New Age beliefs, or they become militant atheists or agnostics. We also see the opposite, where maybe somebody, say, was in the New Age and they had this experience in the new age and they ended up realizing that they were deceived. And so they go to the opposite end and become really rigid and religious, making sure that they are never deceived again. It reminds me of a Jehovah's Witness that maybe has to follow a lot of really rigid rules and rigid theology. And they end up leaving the organization and they become a militant atheist or agnostic and they don't want to have anything to do with anything religious. Or maybe they even become a new ager and they end up embracing other spirituality that brings them comfort knowing that you know there's truth in everything or you know maybe they do it for a moral free-for-all they can do whatever they want in that sense then you have the new ager who has an opposite experience they have been deceived in the new age and they don't want that to happen again they tend to demonize everything and they live in almost a constant state of fear and paranoia how they react to others can be really extreme too. And I've seen a lot of people prone to like baseless rabbit hole conspiracy theories in within these groups as well. To be more specific, I actually came up with my own category names for, for the pendulum swing, uh, just for clarity's sake. And the first one we have is pendulum side A. 
I know it's really original and unique, but. Now usually what I see with somebody that swings to this side, the type A pendulumer, the word, they maybe were in a cult or maybe they were in deep new age spirituality. And after they leave said beliefs, they vow never to be deceived again. This is more of the type that I was speaking of before where everything is demonized. They follow rigid rules and anything that even remotely resembles their past beliefs is immediately looked at as suspect. They become fearful and almost paranoid and this is the main mind frame that they live their life in. This is the person that refuses to be deceived again and so they overcorrect by placing an unnecessary yoke on themselves and by basically theologically stun gunning anybody that holds beliefs similar to what they used to believe. This is usually when I see people that equate, you know, non-essentials with essentials. They still want something to do with God. They don't hate God or anything. Um, but to be more specific, it's like if you're a cage stage Calvinist, you equate the doctrines of grace with the gospel. If you don't believe this, then you're not saved. If you're equating you speaking in tongues with salvation, that's a problem. Everything that's theologically put in the table is completely inflated to the point where if they disagree with you, then you are basically a false teacher. I would say that sometimes a lot of these people come off as really rigid, harsh, sometimes like a bully, and yet at the same time, they claim that they're speaking truth. The core reason why they hold to such a tight grip of what they would consider healthy, good theology is because they were once duped, they were once deceived, and they will do whatever it takes to never ever be deceived again. So what I see that it comes down to with the type A pendulumer is a fear of traumatic history repeating itself. And so they go into this spiritual survival mode. They're more motivated by a desire to avoid error than love God. Even though they say that they will love God, what their motives are for why they're treating people the way they are is because they're trying to point out error. What happens then is our Christian walk becomes motivated by fear and a desire to avoid deception more than it is to love God and people. I've been seeing this more and more the last few years and honestly I think people are just really sick of the garbage out there, the deception. And so what they do is they take it really personally and to them almost everybody's a false teacher. Uh, under the lens that they put it under. Even though they're really wanting to call out and point out certain things, uh, it is taken to an unloving extreme. Second Timothy 1 7 says, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Romans 12 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. I think that renewed minds can discern right from wrong without attributing deception to everything. Now moving on to the type B pendulumer. This is where they've had somewhat of the opposite. See how that works? It's just, you don't like this, so you go way over here. If you don't like this, you go way over here. As with this side, what usually happens with them is because of the negative experience that they had in this belief system, they completely reject and throw away anything that has to do with that spirituality, that religion, that church, whatever it is. And anything that resembles it is immediately suspect. And it's not because they believe the Bible is the word of God. They don't necessarily 
believe that. It's just that this is wrong. This is intolerant. This is judgmental. And I don't want to be that. So I'm going to go over here. And I mentioned this before, but what this reminds me of is the Jehovah's Witness that became an atheist or an uber spiritual New Ager. Maybe there's been trauma and that's a real issue. And so what they do is they associate the trauma with Christianity or with the religion. So they distance themselves from this religion or belief system, not necessarily out of a fear of deception. That's not really their fear. I've seen a variety of different reasons, but a lot of times these are the people that want nothing to do with religion. All religion is wrong or bad, and you are a hateful person if you associate yourself with these terrible, horrible religious beliefs. So they take an extreme stance against them. So that's kind of how I would break down a type A pendulumer and a type B pendulumer. There's more to that, of course. This can vary from the cage stage Calvinist that says God hates everyone um, except the elect and equates this to teaching the gospel itself. And then this can go to the progressive Christian or the new ager that says that everyone's truth is true. Now, just to be clear, and to make sure I make this point so that nobody misunderstands, I am not saying cessationist, Calvinism, or even charismatic beliefs are in error. What I am saying is the extreme stances of these beliefs are in error. Look, if you believe that somebody cannot be saved because they're not a Calvinist, that's a pendulum problem. If you believe that you have not received your healing because you don't have enough faith, that's a pendulum problem. If you believe that all supernatural experiences are from God, that's a pendulum problem. If you think me wearing makeup and speaking on the internet is wrong because I'm a woman, that's a pendulum problem. Not every rock or crystal that you see is demonic because there was a time that you misused them. Not every single spiritual experience is from God and not every single spiritual experience is from the devil. That's a pendulum problem. If you believe that all charismatic teachers or all Calvinist teachers are heretics, that's a pendulum problem. If you believe that all religions are right and you need to find your own truth, not only does that not make sense, but that is a pendulum problem. It's the extreme versions of these beliefs that are within each one of these camps within Christianity, and sometimes even without. What this reminds me of is an article that I read many years ago about helicopter parents. And if you don't know what a helicopter parent is, is, is that it's somebody that's super uber overprotective. They don't want anything bad to ever happen to their children. And because they've been hurt and then they parent through that hurt. And there was this one particular story about this mom. She was very overprotective. She was overbearing. She loved her children so much and wanted to make sure that they never experienced the hurt that she did. What I see is that people kind of do this in their Christian walk when it comes to their beliefs as well. They function from a place of theological fight or flight. And for the type B, it's to protect from any harm from religion. I was kind of bouncing ideas off of a few of my friends before making this video. And uh, one of them gave a really good insight to this problem and that it goes even deeper than just allowing their thoughts to swing too far the other way. There's almost like an obsession that they have on both sides where they just have to throw punches at people on the other side. And what they do is they immerse themselves 
to be around teachers that teach and speak against it. What they end up doing is they end up filtering everything through the lens of this new paradigm. And so, for example, say somebody coming out of the hyper-charismatic movement will then only listen to people and be around people that are against the beliefs that they just came out of. They realize the danger that they were once a part of, and they cannot tolerate any level of compromise to these beliefs. They realize the danger of the beliefs that they were once a part of, and they go through great lengths to defend themselves and to be around people that they would consider safe. So what the pendulum really is, is that it's a theology of experience. The people that experience the pendulum, their hermeneutic, their entire way of thinking about life and theology is completely based on an experience, whether it's positive or negative, and that's the lens in which they see the world and define theology. That's one reason why this is a major problem because it's not based on scripture. It's not based on actual truth. It's based on fear and negative history. So I've talked about what the pendulum is, why people do it, and I wanna kind of elaborate more on the why, the core of the issue of why people do this. First, I think it's important that to some degree, we've all done this or we've all seen this. It's maybe not as extreme, but we do this out of the mindset of trying to do the right thing. We want to do what's right and people really do experience hurt. The pendulum isn't you know, intentional. People don't intentionally mean to do this. It's a response. People really do experience the pain and the hurt and the trauma that they can go through, whether it's through deception or a really negative experience at a church, whatever the case may be, but I don't think people, people don't intend to do this. They don't mean to go and pendulum. They're trying to be safe. They're trying to do what they think is right. Type A's usually pick up the pitchfork. Type B's usually just don't care. Go your own way. They don't want to fuss. They don't want to argue. Nothing's a fight to them because they don't want to be over here. And then these people that were over here see the apathy and they don't want to be that. So they're going to stay over here out of their need for safety and protection theologically. I think both need understanding and prayer. I think there's a right and wrong way to approach people that do have extreme beliefs. Matthew 10, 16 says to be wise as serpents and as gentle as doves. Colossians says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to, you ought to answer each, each person. We, we need to be careful with how we're speaking to these people. Um, maybe you're in one of these pendulum hamster wheels. Um, I hope this video has helped you. I hope that I have relayed my thoughts clearly, respectfully, and concisely. I really hope and pray that this does help you and bless you. Thanks for watching and see you next time.